Thank you so much for joining us today at our Savior's Church, where we are one church meeting in five different locations. And our goal is to help you on your spiritual journey to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference in the lives around you. If you'd like to learn more about our Savior's Church or how to get involved, visit us online at OurSavior'sChurch.com. Well, this morning, I'm excited. If you can't tell, there's just something here. Because it's Water Baptism Sunday, and I believe that today is a day that's going to be marked with movement. I believe that's happening in the body of Christ right now at our church, at our campus in Lafayette. You can sense there's a stirring of the waters. And and you can't miss an opportunity. When the waters get stirred, you can't miss an opportunity to jump in. Because God is doing something. And so I believe today is going to mark a day, a, a, a day of movement in the life of so many people here. Because I believe in 2023, how many of you say, I want to grow and move in my faith this year, Pastor Chris? If you go, that's me. Then today is for you because there's an opportunity that you're going to have. We already have some people signed up for water baptism, but I believe just like the last service, there are some in here. It's been stirring in your heart for a while to move to have the opportunity to take a next step. And as a disciple of Jesus, that if you're a born-again believer, we continue to move towards Jesus. Because I think there's a misconception about Christianity. You know what it is? Oftentimes we think that Christianity is about coming to church, being good enough, tithing, and all those other things that we do. Can I just tell you right now, we've missed the mark. Because the mark is to look, behave, act, have an attitude and love like Jesus. He is our model. He's not just a good person. He's not just our savior. He is our model. And listen to me. We don't just have to be like him. We get to be one with the father as he was one with the father. So as we are connected with God like Jesus is, he pours out his love from us. Therefore, we're able to have light in a dark place. It's way different. And one step towards that is water baptism. And so this morning, you might have this question, what is water baptism all about? I'm gonna give you a short lesson real quick. And then we're gonna begin stepping out. Once again, today is gonna be a day marked with movement. What is water baptism all about? Well, I believe it's an all-in step. That's what I call it. I mean, you go all in. I, I love the way Max Lucado says it. He says it this way. Baptism separates the tire kickers from the car buyers. Come on. Those who are just like, oh, this looks good, then shaking the car and, and that, you know, getting in it, honking the horn. Does that horn sound manly, sweetie? You know, just checking it out. To those who go, now I want to put my money where my mouth is. I like the car. I like it. I want to get in it and begin to move. And you got to put something out there. And it's going to cost you something. But you're going to get way more in return as a believer. Way more in return. Because I don't know if you know this, baptism is not our idea. It's not the church's idea. We didn't go like, ooh, how can we get people to get wet during service, mess up their hair, inconvenience them, think they're joining the church and being good enough? How can we do that? Water baptism. Let's dunk them underwater, and then they're going to come up disoriented and just say, I love Jesus. No, that's not, that's not how it works. And that's not really what it's about. Matter of fact, this was a Jesus idea. Because at the end of his ministry in Matthew chapter 28, it's called the Great Commission. He charges his disciples, us, to fulfill something. 
And here's what he says. He says, all authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. He said, my father in heaven has given me all authority. And here's, here's what he says. Therefore, go, make disciples of all nations. What's that next word? Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus said, I'm commissioning you to make disciples, make followers of Jesus, bring people to Jesus, and to baptize all believers. Now, why would he say that? Here's why. Because in doing so, the act of water baptism serves as a sign or a symbol. Now, let's pause for a second. What is a symbol? Now, a symbol says something without saying something. Come on, somebody, right? <laughs> Think about it for a second. A symbol says something without, without actually saying something. You, you go to a restaurant, you go to a, an arena, you go to a ball game, and if you need to go to the restroom, you look for the sign. You look for the symbol. You look for the symbol and you go, oh, that's where the bathroom, and you walk towards the bathroom. It gives you a guide, but it says something without saying something. It's a symbol. We, we do it all the time. And when you see a, floor, a black and gold Florida Lee, you think of the saints. You're my people. If you said any other answer, <laughs> God, there's another church for you somewhere else. But still. <laughs> but we think of the saints. If black and gold, it's a Florida Lee. There's Florida Lees everywhere. But when it's black and gold and it's in this shape and it's here and you go, who that? That's what we say. I mean, that's a part of it. Matter of fact, listen to this. This is crazy. Some of us, and especially young people and some older people now, we actually have a language in symbols. And you're like, what? It's called emojis. <laughs> people, like my daughter will sometimes text me from her iPad. Like, it's just like heart, 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 kissy face emoji. He, you know, like party, favorite hat. Like, I, I don't, but yet I know what she's saying. <laughs> some of us go ahead and we communicate by symbols and symbols say something without saying something. Water baptism is a simple symbol. It says something without actually saying something. So the question is this, then pastor Chris, what does water baptism say? Because I don't know how you grew up. I don't know your religious background, your heritage. I don't know that. But I think a lot of people have misconstrued what water baptism is saying. Because if we get it, we understand it, we will move in it. But if we don't, then we operate on lies and the enemy gets to win where God needs to win. So what does water baptism say? I'm gonna give you three quick things and we're gonna close. This is gonna be quick tonight. Y'all are like, I love this church. <laughs> Especially if you're new, you're like, is it always this short? No, don't get excited. <laughs> what does water baptism say? Getting water baptized says this. Number one, it says I'm a follower of Jesus. Everybody say follower. A follower is someone who tags along, who steps in. A, a disciple was known in Greek and in Hebrew as someone who literally walked in the steps of those rabbis. Where they stepped, they, where the rabbi stepped, they stepped. It was a literal, you would mimic every little detail of what they do. Meaning this, if Jesus did it, then I will do it. Amen. If Jesus did it, then I will do it. Was Jesus baptized? Yes. In Matthew chapter three, we see that this is Jesus's example. 
He didn't just say it in Matthew 28 before he was leaving. He did it. Here's what he said. Here's what it says in verse 13 of Matthew 3. It says, then Jesus came to Galilee, to the Jordan, to be what? Baptized by John. But John tried to deter him saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? And Jesus replied, let it be so now, for it is, pos- uh, is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. Verse 16, he didn't just say it, he did it. As soon as Jesus was, what? Baptized. baptized, he went up out of the water. And at that moment, heaven was open and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice came from heaven saying, this is my son whom I love and am well pleased. Jesus didn't fall into water baptism. He didn't fall into it. He didn't walk by the river and just like, oops, you know, I'm baptized. It wasn't an accident. He wasn't pressured into it. It said that he came to Galilee. He came to John, meaning he sought out water baptism. Why? Because he wanted to be an example for us. And some of us have been fooled to think that, well, water baptism gets me to heaven. Come on. I'm about to free so many of you. You do not have to be water baptized to get to heaven. Well, that's not what my mom told me. I'm sorry, your mama's a liar. I said, just, just, God rest her soul. I don't know. It's just not biblically accurate. How do you know that, Pastor Chris? Because Jesus was sinless. He's the only person that ever lived on this earth that never sinned. Not with his eyes, not with his mind, not with a thought. He never sinned. He was perfect. Jesus already deserved heaven. He didn't need to be baptized, but yet he did it anyway. Why? Because he wanted to be an example. An example. His biggest thing was to be an example for us because water baptism does not get you to heaven because it's the second step, not the first step. I don't know about you, I was raised Catholic. I have my my mom here this morning in town. Um, I just... I love you, mom. I honor you. Thank you for praying for me and always wanting the best. Can we honor my mom this morning? We were raised Catholic and so went to church, did all those things. As a baby, I was christened and many of you might've been christened as well. And so the common theme or argument or question I get is, Pastor Chris, I've already been christened. I don't need to get water baptized, right? And I always ask the question, how old were you? And they were like, a baby. And I said, okay, great. Were you able to profess Jesus as your Lord and Savior? And they're like, <laughs> I was a baby. And I go, well, then that's not water baptism. That's baby dedication, but that's not water baptism. Water baptism always follows a profession of faith first in Jesus. Then you get water baptized. So water baptism is the second step. Not only that, listen to this. There are 27 accounts of baptism in scripture. All of them come after the decision to follow Jesus. I'm gonna say that again. 27 accounts of water baptism in scriptures. All of them come after a decision to follow Jesus. So if water baptism is all about following Jesus and what he did, if it's good enough for Jesus, how many know it's good enough for me? It's good enough for me. Because what Jesus modeled, Jesus meant. This is an obedient step. It's not a preference step. You probably don't prefer to go underwater backwards. It's not, it's like waterboarding. You know what I mean? No one prefers to go down backwards. It's not a preference. It's an obedience. 
It's stepping out in faith, following Jesus's example because our obedience shows our love towards our father. Here's what 1 John 2 says. It says, when we obey God, we are sure we know him. Listen to that. How do you know you know God? When we obey God. Listen to this. But if we claim to know him and don't obey him, we are lying and the truth isn't in our hearts. Verse five, we truly love God only when we obey him as we should. And then we know we belong to him. Verse six, this is so big. If we say we are his, we must follow the example of Christ. So obedience, when I get water baptized, it is saying I am a follower of Jesus. Second thing it says is this. When you get water baptized, it says, I have a new life in Christ. Everybody say new life. How many have heard when you're born again, the old is gone, the new has come. And you go like, I don't feel new, Pastor Chris. Well, thankfully, you're not led by your feelings. You're led by faith. Because I know a lot of us, and when I was first born again, first gave my life to Jesus, I did not feel any different. I felt the same, but I had to stand on the word of God that my inside was changed, even if the outside didn't see it. Because I'm born again, I have a new life. And when that happens, Jesus takes away our sins and then we become a child of God. I'll say it this way. Water baptism symbolizes the cleansing of our sins, symbolizes the cleansing of our sins in in our change, in our status and our nature. Let Let me explain it to you this way. When you're water baptized, it symbolizes that you went from death to life spiritually. When you're water baptized, it symbolizes that you went from lost to found. When you're water baptized, it symbolizes that you went from being an orphan to now being in the family of God. Water baptism symbolizes your sinfulness going under and your sinlessness coming up. Water baptism symbolizes you being fatherless and now you are fathered by the God who created the universes. For we are no longer a slave to sin. We're a slave to Jesus and his word. We live in him. So now it's completely different. You see, here's what what the Apostle Paul says in Romans 6. Here's what he says. Do you not know that all of us who have been, what's that word? Baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the what? Newness of life. So watch this. Let me just... Water baptism is actually a funeral for your old self. Come on. That's what it is. You're going like, what? It's a funeral? Yes, because it's a symbol. Here's what it says. When you went under, it's a symbol of burying your old life. Watch this. You bury, it's dead. Some of y'all, we need to keep under a little bit longer. Your old life. They're like kicking to get up. It's not there. Okay, now it's done. Think about it. Think about your old life. Don't you want to bury that? Think about your old habits, your old hangups. Don't you want to bury that? Well, Pastor Chris, I I don't feel new and and I'm I'm still struggling with some things in my life. That's okay. It's not about perfection. It's about direction. It's a symbol to say I'm burying my old life. I'm done. This is it. The old me is gone. The new has come. And you bury that under the water. And then what it represents is not only is it a funeral, but then it's a party when you come back up. Because when you come back up, it's symbolizing the washing away of those sins. It's symbolizing 
the cleansing of Jesus Christ. And it symbolizes a new life in him. Who knew a symbol could say so much? It's a new life in him. And third and finally, water baptism says, I am committed to following Jesus. Committed. I've heard it said that water baptism is the wedding band of Christianity. How many of you here are married? Raise your hand. You have to claim him. He's next to you, okay? <laughs> this wedding band is this, it's a wedding band. And oftentimes when you take off your wedding band, uh, you guess what, guys? You're still married if you take it off, okay? <laughs> so, why? Because it's just a symbol. I don't all of a sudden go, I'm unmarried, married, unmarried, married. Like it doesn't work like that, right? We're still married whether we take it off or not. Why? Because the wedding band is just a symbol of my commitment to one woman for the rest of my life. It is a symbol. So when we look at water baptism, we can see that it is a symbol of your commitment to Jesus. It's a symbol that lets everybody else know. Now, what would it say to my wife if I was ashamed to wear my ring? Who? Would she like it? No. What would it say to the world if I refused and was ashamed to wear this ring? It's easy, listen to me. It's easy. It's easy to commit in private, like when you're dating. It's a whole different story when you're in public exchanging vows and rings to get married. You see, water baptism is that symbol of you placing the ring on your finger and going, I serve one God and one God only. I'm committed to one Savior. His name is Jesus Christ, and he saved my life. He saved my heart. He saved my family. He's given me everything, and though I'm not where I want to be, he'll never let me down. He'll never let me down. You see, that's water baptism. It's going public with your faith. It's so that you are not ashamed to say I'm a follower of Jesus. Can I be honest with you this morning? I've been ashamed to follow Jesus. You're like, you're a pastor. Yeah, I wasn't always a pastor. <laughs> but I've been ashamed to follow Jesus before. Because I was born again. I, the Lord wrecked my life at 17 years old as a senior in high school. In my car, wrecked my life, came into my life. The Holy Spirit was there. I accepted him, was born again, and began walking with him. But I was never water baptized. Well, the years went on, I began to grow in my faith and become a mature Christian. And so I excused water baptism as I'm just too old now, I'm too far along. That's for beginning Christians. That's not for like the ending Christian like I am. Who was I to talk like that? I thought, well, that's something you do when you're new. I don't want people, listen to this. Here's what the reasoning in my mind. I don't want people to think that I'm a new Christian. I'm doing all these things for my college. I'm in the NFL professing Jesus. That's good enough, right? About 25 years old, I was with the saints. My wife and I went to a Bible study. 
where a guy named Tim Johnson began to lead it. He was a chaplain for our team at the time. And as, as we're there, we begin to talk through water baptism. And just as a conversation, I already decided in my mind that I didn't need to be water baptized because like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Me and God are good. I'm walking with them. I'm praying. I'm helping other people. Like I, I am like, come on, I'm a mature Christian. And he didn't say anything profound, but he asked one simple question as we were talking about water baptism. Here's what he said. He simply said these, this, these words. What's holding you back? Now, I could have thought up a million different reasons and gave a million different excuses, but can I just say God wrecked me in that moment? Because I went home that week and I began to process through what this looked like. Why was I so ashamed? And the Holy Spirit put it on me. He said, you're ashamed because you care too much about what people think and not enough what I think. Can I just tell you that wrecked me? It wrecked me. It wrecked me that I could be doing all these right things and think I was good enough. And God says, no, you still have a bunch of pride that I want to kill in you. You have a long way to go. And I still have a long way to go. But I made a decision right then and there. I said, I'm going to get water baptized. I called up Tim Johnson. I said, hey, what are we doing next week for, for Bible study? He said, I, we're just, I, I don't even know yet. I said, okay, good, I'm getting water baptized. <laughs> so the next week, sure enough, we go there. The saints players are around. The wives are around. We're all there. We go, to a, we go to the neighborhood pool. We didn't break in. We just forcefully stepped our way in, okay? October, I was 25 years old. October in New Orleans, it's chilly. I was hoping for a hot tub or a warm bath. Instead, I got a cold pool. And I walk in that water. And as I walk down, he gives me a moment. He says, tell us about what Jesus has done in your life. And I lost it, church. Because even though I was walking it, I had never done what Jesus did. Just to get water baptized. And I was able to share my story and I was able to go under the water and come back up and it was cold. <laughs> and shortly after, my wife said, I, I, I want to go too. So on that same day, not only did I get water baptized, we got water baptized together as a married couple. <laughs> Listen to me. You're never too old to take a next step. You're never too far of a believer or too young of a believer to just take the next step. Just take the next step. This is not about joining a church or denomination. This is about being faithful and obedient to the God who gave his son for us to make a public profession that I have decided to follow Jesus. How many know that song this morning? I've decided to follow Jesus. You know that song, right? I'm not gonna sing it because I'll butcher it for you, but, right? I have decided. I'm gonna let y'all sing it. I have decided. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. I think if you grew up in church, many people think that was a, 
water baptism song. (laughs) Oh, the church made that up. 150 years ago, missionaries went to East India to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. They went into a small village and they converted one family, one family. All of a sudden, this family, their faith spread throughout the whole village. The village chief got so angry with the Christianity spreading in his village, he called that first family in and he threatened him. He said, if you don't denounce your faith in Jesus and turn away, if you don't turn away from this faith, I'm gonna kill your family and right in front of you. And right there, this man composed the song, I have decided to follow Jesus. The village chief was still angry. He killed his kids, executed his two boys right in front of his eyes. And he threatened them with his wife and he said, this is gonna be her if you don't denounce your faith in Jesus. And here's what he said. Though no one joins me, still I will follow. Though no one joins me, still I will follow. Though no one joins me, still I will follow. No turning back, no turning back. You know, we think that's a song we sing to motivate us to come get in the water. When it was pinned by someone whose faith was anchored in their commitment to Jesus, And though they were willing to face death, they said, I'm not turning back. I've decided to follow Jesus. None of us in here will face that. Realistically, none of us will face the end of our life threatened with denouncing your faith. None of us will have to do that. Yet this man stood in the face of death and said, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. Water baptism is a decision that says, I have decided to follow Jesus and I'm not turning back. No matter how dark it gets, I'm not turning back. No matter how bad it gets, I'm not turning back. No matter how depressed the world seems to get, I don't care. I'm not turning back. No matter if they force me to do this or to that or whatever it is, I'm not turning back. They can make all the laws they want. I'm not turning back. They can force a government. I'm not turning back. They can for- it doesn't matter. I'm not turning back. And water baptism is that decision that says, I want to let everybody know I'm not turning back. So, How do I know, Pastor Chris, if I'm qualified to be baptized? It's very simple. God makes things so simple. Man makes things very complicated. It's Acts chapter 2, verse 38. It says, repent and be baptized. There has to be more than that, Pastor. Nope. Repent. Turn away from your sin. Turn away from the mindset. Turn away from the direction of your life. Turn towards Jesus. Believe the gospel of Jesus Christ. Become born again. Not magically, but by faith. Repent. Turn to Jesus and be baptized. That's what he said. So I want to give you an opportunity to do that, to believe, to repent, and believe the gospel of Jesus Christ to be born again. Would you bow your heads with me just for the next minute and a half? I want to give you that opportunity in here this morning. The Bible says there's only one God, and his name is Jesus. 
and it's his son. And the only way that we can be made right with God is by believing in Jesus and repenting of our sins. This is called being born again. Today, you can be born again. It's as simple as A, B, C. A, admit we're sinners in need of a savior. B, believe. Believe in Jesus. Turn away from our life. Believe that what he did was enough to cover our past, present, and future sins. And see, we confess him as savior and he is Lord of our lives. This is the first step. On the count of three, I'm gonna ask you, if you say, Pastor Chris, I, I wanna repent. I wanna, I wanna be born again today. I wanna repent, turn from my sins. I want to be born again. On the count of three, I'm gonna ask you to raise your hand. I'm just gonna pray for you. All heads are bowed, all eyes are closed. But if you say, Pastor Chris, that's me. On the count of three, I want you to raise your hands. One, God is calling you here. Two, it's not a time to be ashamed. It's not a time to turn back. It's a time to look at him. Three, I want you to raise your hand now. Raise it high so I can see it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40, 41. You can put your hands down. Thank you, God. Last 10 seconds. If you raise your hand once, the glory of God is, you don't have to raise your hand again. Why? Because Jesus only died once. He didn't die multiple times. But if you're in here and going, I I should have raised my hand, Pastor Chris. I want you to raise it now. This last time's for you. If that's you, just raise your hand and wave it at me. I see you. 43, 44. Awesome. I see you. 45. I see you. Thank you. Well, church, with all those that raised their hand this morning, that repented and turned to the Lord, let's repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I believe that you're the son of God. I believe that on the cross, you took my sin, my shame, my guilt, and you died for it. I believe you faced hell for me, so I would not have to go. And you rose on the third day to give me a place in heaven, a purpose on earth, and a relationship with your father. Today, Lord Jesus, I turn away from my sin to be born again. Say this with me, God is my father. Jesus is my savior. The Holy Spirit is my helper. And heaven is now my home. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Come on, give it up for all those who played up there.